This edition of Flixwatcher, we welcome Ben from Top Film Tip and John from Future Music, where we will be dissecting that thing you do. As always, guys, we have all the show notes online at flixwatcher.tv for all the episodes, so please come and visit us there. Of course, join us on Twitter at flixwatcherpod, and please come to iTunes, rate us, and subscribe. So guys, just as a big reminder, all films on the podcast were available on Netflix at the time of recording. There will be bad language, there will be spoilers. I hope you enjoy it. This episode of Flix Watcher Pod is brought to you by GL Productions. GL Productions provide hassle-free, professional quality podcast production at an affordable price. So if you're looking to get into podcasting but fancy a little bit of professionalism to help you out, then uh, we highly recommend GL Productions. If you fancy 10% off your bespoke podcast production packet, tell them Kobe and Helen sent you for your first order. Welcome to Flix Watcher, and today we are joined by John and Ben. John, hi, how Hello. are you? Can right, you introduce yeah. yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, so John Money here. You can normally hear me uh, every couple of weeks on uh, Future Music at FM, uh, which is much more the music side. Also a big film fan and various things, including sci-fi specials every now and then, so glad to be along. Cool. And Ben. Hi, Ben. Hi, Helen. Hi, Kobe. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Who are you? I am Ben, and I run at Top Field Tip on Twitter, where I put out snappy, concise little synopses for the best free films on TV each day and night. Which are, which are really cool. Yeah, and you may have seen them on Twitter. And we'll be, there are, there are partners <laughs> on on Flix Watcher, so we'll link to them a lot and retweet what you do. Likewise. Cool. And uh, the film we are here today to discuss is John. That do you thing. want to introduce it? Yeah, that, that, um, uh, with, with trepidation. So uh, that thing you do. Why with uh, trepidation? I think we'll find out over the next uh, 30 minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> that thing you do. So an older film, 1996, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, something like that. And so it's about a small, uh, small-time band in Pennsylvania that... Get a bit of airtime, and Jumma breaks his arm or some sort of limb. Another guy takes over, gives him a bit of a kick, plays the song a bit faster, and this son comes to the attention of a manager. Then get passed on to the director of the film, who in fact was Tom Hanks, and they make it to the big time, go on tour, and it's about what happens to them. And it's the classic kind of, you know, rags to riches, back to rags, one hit wonder, making a big yeah one hit wonder. And of course, the band is called The Wonders, which is spelled. Initially spelled O-N-E-D-R, but anyway, we'll come back to that later on. So it's about what I have to say. Kind of a feel-good film, pretty lightweight, and we'll see whether it's actually an easy watch in people's minds, I guess. <laughs> For the record, this film has a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. And on IMDb? I didn't check that. <laughs> I'm sure it's probably <coughs> six, six or something, maybe, about that. What are they? We can check that later. Yeah. So, John... What was your overall feelings about this film? Hence my trepidation. It's interesting. I'd never actually seen it before until uh, until it was picked for the for the podcast. And that's what Flix watch. That's what Netflix is really yeah. cool for, isn't it? Yeah. And you know, I'm a big fan of Tom Hanks. You know, in a lot of a lot of things he's done over the years, all the way back to you know the Burbs growing up to the the more recent endeavors. Inferno. We'll not mention that. <laughs> and and so it was interesting to you know make myself watch it for. Two and a half hours, I think it is. So it's interesting. It's kind of nice, you know, 
piece of middle America type, you know, American Pie band comes on. It's a, I suppose it's a classic story. Yeah, it's, it's kind of long for that thing. But one of my overall impressions of time actually is that it's, uh, you know, the band's kind of interesting and plays, you know, plays a tune. It's kind of a classic story, but it's, you know, it's about two and a half hours long, which is a pretty, pretty good investment for something which is sort of a pretty lightweight film. I wonder whether, you know, now these days it's perhaps uh, feels a little bit vanilla. It's probably, probably not being overly unkind. I'm too unkind to it. So. There's 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 a lot of other films out there to watch. So, but it's a it's a interesting watch. I think I'd be interested to see what everyone makes of it. Helen, I think it's very much a product of its time. I mean, this was the mid '90s. Tom Hanks had just double Oscar won. He was kind of on the top of his game. Thought, you know, I want to direct a film. So Liv Tyler was, was very. Was that what Philadelphia and Forrest Gump? He just yeah. Back so to back on. Yeah. yeah. So that would have been, what, 94, 95 and a bit before then. So he was very, very bankable. Liv Tyler was just up and coming. It's it's a very feel-good film. It's very Tom Hanks. It is two hours and 20 minutes long, which is at least an hour longer than it really needs to be. But Sunday afternoon, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I find it wholly unoffensive in any way i think ben might disagree with you should we go to me next instead of ben, <laughs> ben how long can we leave him hanging ben, ben is, <laughs> there's <laughs> steam coming out of ben's head <laughs> yeah I, I i enjoyed it I, I remember it coming out and i remember the song being in the charts forever and i didn't see it at the time so this is the first time i've seen it on a small screen and i remember liking the song when it came out so i just yeah it was, it was quite cool i think it was just nice it was on sunday afternoon had nothing to do that maybe the newspapers were na- nearby and it's just what it's just kind of there in the background and the song comes on again so you'd have to concentrate for a bit but I, I enjoyed the story of the guys getting bigger and then kind of going their separate ways and the trials and tribulations that they have even though the trials and tribulations perhaps aren't actually that interesting like you say it's a bit vanilla i think it's kind of a nice way to describe the fact that yeah it's kind of nice kind of nice and hand over to, it's it's yeah. kind of like tom hanks yeah he's he's tom hanks he's just kind of he's very nice makes nice films was this his was this his first film so the first yeah. film he directed the first yeah. film I think, he directed it's the only one i was the only and, one that's that one thing that i did strike me is that I do like his work a lot of lot of films a lot of films i've watched over and over again apollo 13 for example was probably one of my probably my top 10 top 20 films of all time i think it's brilliant i mean obviously that's a different director but you know he's great in that, great, very likely yeah. role and everything else. Yeah, he's a different, he's different. He acts in this as well, of course. He plays the the the, the, the ultimate manager, but so he's a slightly less likable character in that. Actually, bizarrely, but yeah, I think there's top, no edge top in of it. his game at the time. Directed and maybe thought it's just something he wants to do, but the fact he hasn't done it much since, you know, I wonder what his own uh, experience was. But then you talk about Tom Hanks and you say bankable. Yeah, then, I mean, at Phil- this, Philadelphia, this... Philadelphia wasn't, at the time, was kind of a shocking watch. And yeah, Forrest, but... Forrest Gump at the time was kind of, obviously it was nice and happy, you know, white picket fences, but there's still some dark scenes in there. Yeah, but they both made shit loads of money. So he could have gone to any film company and said, you know, I want to direct, this is what I want to do. And they just went, sure, Tom, here's all the money you want. Here's Yeah, you can make it last that long. You can do this, you can do that. So, you know, it is just a product it is completely of that tom, tom hanks i love tom hanks yeah I'm, I'm 
I'm one of the biggest Tom Hanks fans in the world. But um, we've had this discussion before. Is he your favourite Tom? Yes. No. Do you have more respect for Tom Hanks than anyone? It's a big claim. No, but you know, I, I've grown up with his films: Big Splash, The Burbs, Money Pit, through to you know Forrest Gump, Philadelphia, Saving Private Ryan, and Captain then through Phillips. to Captain Phillips. He's got a, a massive back catalogue, and it's a shame that he hasn't done more like Saving Private Ryan or Captain Phillips, which you'd kind of like to see him doing more now, because obviously he's he's a lot older. But it just makes me sad when things like Inferno happen. <laughs> it's that's what he's kind of always done he's always done the bankable thing he's always done you know the first one made money why don't i do the second one or he does the films that are inoffensive and kind of middle of the road and kind of have that warm feeling that you get from watching them speaking of inferno should we yeah unleash ben yeah <laughs> That was a beautiful segue. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, I, I wholeheartedly agree with everything John said. This film was really, really long. It, <laughs> it is about an entirely vanilla and unhindered rise without any tribulations, any trial, or any struggle for some middle-class white people. And I really had to make myself watch it. <laughs> for the purpose of Flicks Watcher. Best, best commitment. I'm willing to take that. I'm willing. I'm willing to take one for the team. So, what what did you hate the most? Is that the best way to phrase? <laughs> I I wouldn't even know where to begin, Kobe. The song. I think. I think it's the song I hated the most. But perhaps because it was just completely just symbolic. It it was the essence of everything that was awful about this film. It. Just, just, just like throw in here that <laughs> Ben doesn't like the Beatles, which, if you know the music of the Beatles, I mean, this film is set in the sixties. They are a band with, you know, it's kind of that sixties. It is Helen and Beach Boys. That's a really fair point. That's a really fair point. And what this film notably doesn't do is have anything to say about the social tumult of the sixties. To have anything to do with anyone of any interest there is no struggle there is no soul it is about nothing you had that guy that broke his arm he struggled a bit the, the, it was, it must, at the end the guy i'm was, sure there is some struggle doesn't someone kind of do something at the end there's a relationship yeah. that splits up yeah, yeah. What, the, the, the worst the least thing attends to dick i mean it's yeah. <laughs> the, the hardest thing the bands have to overcome is halfway through the opportunity that falls into their lap for no reason that m gives them a meteoric rise to fame for no reason on the basis of a song that has no background. It has these lyrics and they don't mean anything and they're not about anything and they don't relate to any characters in the film or anything that happened to any of the characters in the film. And the hardest thing they have to face is when one of the symbols falls over in a concert. And then immediately after that, they get signed by Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard being rich and white in the in the sixties, and yeah, it, I I found this film almost offensively bland about <laughs> <laughs> about nothing. I it it was like having your teeth pulled out by mayonnaise. It was just awful. I think it was. Yeah, go on. I, 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 Generally speaking, for example, I did the music show. I try, you know, try not to. If I don't like a song, I just won't play it. 
rather than you know, saying mean things about it. So I'm trying to, to be constructive, but it's hard in this case. <laughs> I think um, the problem is, yeah, one of my favorite characters was uh, was the dad who works in the shop, you know, mm. because he's like, yeah, cool, he's a dad. The, the characters aren't very relatable much. It's kind of interesting as anything else. It's kind of, yeah, this there, is what's going on. There aren't on. really much to it's, the characters. It's pretty, dis- it's pretty disposable. It's weird. It's like, it's a feel-good film, but at the same time, not a huge amount happens and it's all feels it feels quite long and you don't really feel like you necessarily care about a lot of the characters too much that's the weird thing like the drummer the drummer guy is is actually shades. pretty good shades you know he gets sunglasses right that's actually he, he <laughs> kind of do you do appreciate him yeah. to some extent and what what he goes through a bit but that's kind of it really so the other band members are pretty interchangeable um i can't remember the, the one of the actors names now but yeah eric stoltz is it the yeah. lead Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. I don't know why I said yeah, Steve, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's yeah, he's quite likable as an actor or anything else. But for example, you know, the bass player, he's called in, in the credits, he's T B player. He doesn't even have a actual name really? in the film. <laughs> and what, what's the film? The film's about the band and the bass player doesn't have a name. It's like, wow, that's kind of what's the really about them? That's Is that true? That's true that's a true fact. Oh I did not I'm Wow. Um, so, you know, it's like, okay, so... I feel this is only really underlying my thesis. Yeah, I know. So it's like the doors, but we're only going to talk about three, you know, three of the band members or something like that. And yeah, nothing kind of like happens and they go through, go through the motions and then the rise to fame and comes down. But I suppose I wouldn't have minded so much if it's an hour and a half or an hour 40. I would I think, I know you would have, but, take, but <laughs> it's kind of like it's the extra 40 minutes. But although weirdly, to be fair, in... It's defence, which obviously if it's a film and it doesn't need to. It's defending from me. Is actually there's there's a bit like oh, I can't bother watching this, I to, and I had to you know make myself keep watching it to find out what's going to happen next. That engagement score is <clears> going to be uh... not great. <laughs> were, were, were you but... disappointed when nothing happened next? <laughs> David used to think, oh, surely something's going to happen next. But there was a bit. I mean, it does get a bit more interesting at points, but you have to really get through a lot of. How many, I don't know how I'm looking at Ben. How many times does that song play? Nine times in the first 64 minutes. Okay. And I, I do remember the tirade on Messenger about that as this was happening. It, it seemed like there was a breakdown going on at some point, which I kind of appreciate. Although, having said that, you know, really, really listening to the song, you know, it's a catchy song. It's, it's not quite catchy. nice. It's, it's awful. It's, it is I, catchy. I like the Beatles, so, you know, I'm okay with it. It's, it's quite fun and everything else, and, you know, it's inoffensive to use Helen's words. And it's catchy. And I found myself humming it later on, you know, as you go. Whilst it's, it's, I, it sticks with you longer than the film does, I think. I, I just want to say that whilst I don't enjoy the music of the Beatles, I appreciate the music <laughs> of the Beatles. The I recognise what they did. They were they they not only were of their time, but they they changed the times and they had a huge impact and they were engaged in the world and they had things to say and they were important and artistic and um, innovative and they did interesting things and you know they. They were important and they made an impact, which is unlike anything that happens in this film, the characters in the film, the story of the film, or the song in this film. But that isn't. I think that's a lot of the point of this film. They are. They're called the wonders. It's not. It's not a pun. It's. it's you know. They. They. They've, they've carved this whole film for that one thing. And when I watched it again recently, you've seen it twice. You watched it <laughs> twice. I, I. I quite like it. You know. I didn't. The second. The last time I watched it, it wasn't particularly paying attention even though i wasn't paying attention the first time that much but there was a line that said you know it's only been two months since they started to get into the fastest selling record in the in the history of america to <laughs> to when they're all splitting up and that's when i thought hold on that's a bit far-fetched that's a bit silly i don't know how long it took the spice girls to get wannabe to number one but 
that that just made the whole kind of thing kind it's of probably about two months for them because they were manufactured and the song was already written anyway so all they did was turned up recorded Spot it and out. released it yeah yeah that's kind of they pop music. The dance routine right <laughs> these guys don't even dance what's what's the bit where the, the dude tries to show off to some army guys by doing press-ups yeah that was a bit weird <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh yeah, I think about that stage. Yeah, you're, you're looking for was... things. They were, yes, in the hotel, wasn't it? Yeah. Hotel bar. Doesn't one of them run off to be in the army? Yeah, that's that's him. Is that he's the yeah. same film? Yeah, yeah. He, he sees the guy. Yeah, so goes, there is drama. Is dra- that the same film, <laughs> Helen? There is I think drama. you've just made my argument for me. There is drama because don't they have to do a performance and they can't, and all the band has disappeared. Yeah, and the one guy's drunk and stuff like that. But yeah, it's you know, but it all comes together. Yeah, that's uh, that's maybe two hours in. <laughs> yeah. Do, does anyone remember how long it was before somebody who wasn't white was in the film? It was about an hour and a quarter, an hour and a half. Right, okay. There's, well, you know, of its time, I guess. 1996. <laughs> no, no, more about the, the setting. You know, the... There were no black people in the 60s. <laughs> Maybe not in that band. Maybe I'm not understanding under Tom Hanks' management. I don't know. The, the, uh, sorry, for the record, that was the, the, the character being played by Tom Hanks, not Tom Hanks himself. Tom Hanks himself, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I. I I I can't take a offence to this film in the same way you guys are, apart from the fact it was two and a half hours long. And the th- the main thing that would stop me watching again is the fact it's two and a half hours long. And the main reason I don't watch films like Lord of the Rings is because they're three hours long and I know that I can watch two films I'd much rather watch in that space of time than than Lord of the Rings. I can watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off twice. And I'd rather do that than watch Lord of the Rings again. So the length of the length of films, especially on Netflix, on TV, is a big kind of issue. And I didn't realise it was two and a half hours long. When you said it, I was like, shit, that's yeah, I'm not gonna watch that again okay. anytime it's soon. It's a long film. I suppose my question is, what's your favourite scene from the film? My favourite scene from the film is right at the end. <laughs> that's my favourite scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's also my the end credits. Scene. It, in the recording studio. Yeah, in the recording studio exactly. with, with Dell and yeah. he's uh, playing he's playing jazz with that guy at the end. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, what's your second favourite? <laughs> <laughs> the second favourite scene, actually, I did quite like it. Oh, you said it twice. Hang on, you're cheating. Okay. They played it when the when the when the song was first played on the radio, and they're all kind of screaming in the streets and running into the shop. I was like, oh, that's quite that's quite cute. That's quite nice. They got the song played on the radio, and they get they get some traction. So that kind of made me smile. And that's quite early on in the film. I think that kind of spurred my goodwill. So maybe I wasn't as hateful as you. As I wasn't. You no, I wasn't. I wasn't hateful. Um, Ben's got hate. I know he does. It's it's a no, it's, a, two it's, it's a slog. It's a it's a, it felt like a, a it just felt long. I would never have watched, and I would not. I wouldn't have kept watching it unless the fact was doing the doing the. Oh doing really? This. Yeah, I think what, so. What point would you switch off? Do you know? If I'm honest, half an hour, forty minutes in, that's it's pretty a terrible thing to say, but it's like uh, it's a bit. You know, not really. It, you know, I go back to it. The bass player doesn't have a name. It's, it's hard to love a band where the the you know that the, they even have kind of rounded persona and everything else. And it's there's a lot of other good you know band music type films out there that uh, tell it. You know, I mean, the commitments obviously is the classic one. Yeah, they're all you know ridiculous things they go through and everything else. But they don't even really have a meteoric rise to fame apart from local thing, and then they all break up and punch each other. There's there's obviously the um, everyone's probably heard of the Bechdel test. Yeah, presumably where you so you. you you can gauge the level of a film's kind of diversity and equality by if it has two named female characters who have a discussion that's not about a man. In this film, you the, the main some of the main characters don't even have names. 
<laughs> and I think that really does speak volumes. Oh, yeah. is, is a bassist really ever a main character? In Nirvana? Phil, yeah, that's Dave Grohl. Yeah, know? there's only no, three. Dave Grohl is a drummer. Come on, dude. <laughs> Phil Linnett from, from the band that sang The Boys Are Back in Town. Thin Lizzy. <laughs> Thin Lizzy. <laughs> yeah. Lemmy. Paul McCartney. What? Guys, come on. <laughs> I'm not a muso. You, you know music. Yeah, but like it's called future music. It's not called. There's no strong bass in future music. It's all about I mean, uh, I can't really pick out a scene that is particularly standout or memorable. But kind of what I did like was sort of how they were kind of a little bit like the monkeys, and when they were kind of put into the TV show, and they kind of felt uncomfortable, and then kind of at the end where he's in the studio, that's kind of. A little bit of Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys. Mm. So, if anything, I kind of enjoyed how he'd kind of maybe picked out bits out of actual band histories from that kind of era and kind of used them in film. And that's probably sort of the bits that I enjoyed the most. I mean, you know, for if you want to see a better, more recent one, I don't believe it's on Netflix, but the uh, Brian Wilson one, Love and Mercy, yeah. is is very very good. Yeah. And and for a general kind of rock biopic almost famous is probably one of the best bands on the road one so there are many many better films about bands fictional or or you know real bands that you could watch and you know this really doesn't kind of explore any of the things that bands on the road face or you know or kind of explore any kind of songwriting inspiration or any anything like that no it doesn't go into any yeah, I know. I, I I get the fact it's a shallow film. I don't. Extent, it's, it's not intentionally shallow, though. I yeah. think it's just kind of intentionally, maybe slightly throwaway. Yeah. But it it's it's just it is very much kind of feel good, throwaway, light-hearted. What's to feel good about? I didn't know. Oh, that yeah, drum beat, when, he first, when he first did that drum beat and called he, themselves the Oneidas, that was quite funny, right? The first time they said Oneidas instead of the Wonders. It's a terrible band name for the record. <laughs> it, was, it was just shit. From the start, that was a shit name. It... <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just absolutely speechless and not in a good way. I, I had two favourite f- scenes in this film. Uh, the, my first favourite scene is the, is the blessed relief I felt when they stopped playing that fucking song about an hour and 20 minutes in. And then my next favourite was when the film ended and I didn't have to watch it anymore. Silence. It's tough. Yeah, tough. Uh, I think. I mean, trying to find things I liked about it. Uh, you really have to dig deep. Yeah, you do. It's, it's, I mean, yeah, it, it it looks it looks great. It looks kind of immersive in that kind of time and the the suits and everything else. And and actually, whilst you know Tom Hanks' character isn't very likable, you know he's kind of quite interesting as kind of the 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 band manager. And also, you know, the fact he's kind of fairly hard headed. Look, you know, you guys are here today, gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I you, just, you know, this is what I'm doing. We'll, we'll get you on the road, and if you don't want to do it, then you'll go somewhere else. You know, and that's kind of at the, at the end. For the final scene, that's kind of sums it up. It's like, well, you know, end of the contract, whatever. So we'll, we'll, we'll find another band. We'll, we'll go from there. So it's just that it took it's, two and a half hours. It's, it's to a little while to get there, and it's like you don't, you just don't feel like you're invested in any of the characters too much at all. Which is for me always a bit of a thing you'd like to get out of a film, especially when you're sitting down to watch it for two hours, and especially for example, if you're you know, watching it on Netflix at home by yourself, for example, is like, well, I could watch something else. Yeah. You know, after about. 14 I think that's one of the. That's a kind of true test, actually, because if you can just literally switch over and pick one of a million other films, and it's 
it's a big ask if you're not interested in the film to keep watching it, I guess. So I, I guess thank you to you guys for sticking with it for the purpose of this of this podcast recording. <laughs> guys can hear that crunching that means it's popcorn time and we'd love to say thank you for providing popcorn for the show and for you guys here at flix water podcast this is this is popcorn this is popcorn from the popcorn shed tell us a bit about popcorn shed helen popcorn shed makes popcorn from secret family recipes although the ingredients are on the back so you can see what the ingredients are but it's suitable for vegetarians and gluten-free, which is always an excellent thing. Yeah, but that makes it sound like it's untasty, which is the opposite of what it is. It's super tasty. Hold on, I'm going to I'm gonna try some. Oh. Very, very, very delicious. This is salted caramel that we're enjoying. Crunching it is salty there. and it's caramelly and it's tasty. Sam and Laura make the popcorn in their own big pans in a shed. And that's why it's called Popcorn Shed. Go and visit them, guys, at popcornshed.com. You can find out where to get it because it's so tasty you need to try it. Mmm. Mm. And on that, shall we, uh, shall we, shall we do scores? some scoring? Yeah. So, uh, with our little... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline scoring system the first one up is recommendability so <laughs> one day you'll be able to say that yeah one day not yet john would you recommend this to anyone anywhere ever yes i would i'm not sure who they would be people i suppose people like the maybe my parents i'm not sure That's, they've got reasonable taste actually you know, people think, you know, the, the, the on paper, band, feel good film, rise to fame, break up, you know, set in the 60s. Yeah, sounds interesting to some people. They'd have to say, well, it's, you know, it's quite long. So, yeah, I think two. I'm not quite sure, I'm not quite sure who I'd pick out of my close personal friends to say they watch it, but two. Two out of five for now. Sorry. Ben, does this scale go to zero? You can have a zero. I, I don't know. I think the only person I, I'd probably recommend this film too would be like like a really reprehensible criminal and and and, and you know you, you really what whatever they've done was so awful you wanted to just inflict tremendous pain on the person and i would recommend that they watch this uh, 24 hours a day for their whole prison sentence you really didn't like that song did you it was awful but if you're saying that you know that wouldn't work because myself and helen quite liked it so would you still like it after the 12th time yeah, but there'd be very few films I could watch after the 12th time. and, and It's no Terminator 2. It's... Could you watch that 12th? Oh, yeah, it's, it's no Big Lebowski. So it's, it's, zero, it's a zero it? for me. I'm going to give it a two. If you are like me and have seen pretty much everything else that Tom Hanks has done and you haven't seen this, then you kind of need to watch it to, so, uh, so to get, get it 100% completion. <laughs> then, uh, so we recommend it for Tom Hanks completists. Yeah, and... I don't know if you're really hungover and on a Hold Sunday, on. kind let's, of. Let's take a step back here. 
Angels and Demons, Inferno, and... Well, I haven't seen those. Yeah, exactly. And so, I have zero interest in, in, in seeing those. those. So that's, it's higher than those. those yeah, films, okay. God, yeah. Okay. yeah it has to be higher than those. For you, Ben? Have you seen any of those? What's the first one? Da Vinci da Code. Da Vinci Code. Yeah. I saw the Da Vinci Code. I mean, the thing is with that, if I'd read the books and enjoyed the books, then that would be a different thing. But this is, you know, kind of... I haven't seen that thing you do. I kind of missed it when it came out. Mm. Had I seen it when it came out, then maybe I'd probably feel a little bit different about it. But yeah, I mean, I like Tom Hanks. I would recommend it if you haven't seen it and you also like, like stuff that Tom Hanks does. So you're giving it a two, though? Yeah. I'm giving it a three. And wow. <laughs> Is that just to skew the results, Kobe? Or do yeah, you have two. an argument? Because um, Tom Hanks is paying me for this. <laughs> I can think of a lot of people who... If they hadn't watched it, I think that people would like it, but I would always say that, look, it's two and a half hours long. Just know that before you watch it and, you know, don't expect anything meaningful and, go, <laughs> yeah, go sit down and enjoy it. I wouldn't recommend it to you. Yeah, or, or, <laughs> or put it on, do the Hebering, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah either put some mining on. I think, on. I think yeah. this film would be improved if you were doing the Hoovering. You couldn't hear it. <laughs> Repeat viewing score, Ben. Oh, John, first, sorry. Considering you wouldn't have watched it all the way through if you had you not had to for this podcast, I assume it would be quite low. I honestly don't think I'll ever watch this film all the way through from start to finish ever again. And not, I don't even, I don't even hate it. I just think there's there's more films. For example, I'm much more likely to watch Apollo 13 again. I've probably watched that film. 13? It's a great film. It's a great film. 20 times. You know, it's, it's, more, it's more. Ron Howard. Brilliant. And Tom Hanks, in space, based on real life story. What you know? What what else could you? Yeah. So I watch that over and over again. Probably, you know, that's kind of a you know middle America period history. So it does it really well. Yeah, this film just is not is not not for me. So I think unfortunately, um, I'm going to say zero. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel a bit harsh, but I just I think if, if I'm honest, I'm. I never. I don't think I'm ever going to sit down and think. You know what? I'm going to watch that thing you do all the way through again. Benjamin. Yeah, I. It's a shame it doesn't go negative. I'm. I'm going to say zero. There's nothing about this film that would make me want to watch it again. Helen. I mean, I'm, I'm going to give it one. In what it, circumstances would you watch it again, Helen? Well, maybe if it was on the TV already. And it was something that I wanted <laughs> to watch. Would run out in the road control. <laughs> yeah. Half and then through. there was something on after it that I wanted to watch. <laughs> then so I would probably... So you couldn't yeah, muster so the for example, if the there was a Tom Hanks kind of film marathon and there was any what of his other films... Angels and Demons was on in front of it and Inferno was on after it? That would be like a shit sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, if... If there was, if say it was Sunday afternoon and I was doing something else, or I was reading the papers <laughs> and a film that I wanted to watch was on after it, I may watch more. But it is, you know, it is two and a half hours. It is a long film, and yeah. you know, I'm not saying I'm never going to watch it again. That may happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm still young. I've got lots of years left on this. Never say never, Earth. I guess. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give it a zero because I may watch parts of it again. It may happen. I'm not gonna rule it out. But also I can't really say that I could be actively... in a full body cast 
in hospital. That could and be then a comes on the TV. In an iron lung. <laughs> you can't reach the remote control because you've been injured. But and then you I, have to watch it. it yeah, if, if I had away. to watch it again, then I wouldn't feel that bad about it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it wouldn't be a case of I'd be feeling like you are. It's, you know, a, a, a one. I, I may watch it again in the future. I'm I'm not going to go out my way to try and watch it again, though. I think I'm quite a lenient view. I'm going to give it a two. Wow. For the... For the reasons that you know, if I was if I was pottering around the house you know, it's, and it's, cleaning it's up, it's inoffensive. Yeah, and I probably wouldn't watch it from start to finish any time in the next decade. But if I put the TV on and was like you say, waiting for the next Tom Hanks film, something like The Burbs. Yeah, I'd watch the Burbs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd watch the Burbs too. So I'll get there too. We'd we'd all watch the Burbs because it's a great film. It's amazing. Let's go. Let's go and watch the Burbs. That's not on Netflix, is it? I think it may it may have been at one point. Hmm. Let's check this out. Go home, watch the burbs. Small screen score. Do don't they? Yeah. Mm. This is a tricky one. I think the smaller the screen, the better. <laughs> like, if you can if watch it, it so small, on your you watch. Like, if it was like the size Apple of your fingernail yeah. on the other end of the train carriage, and you couldn't see it, that would be ideal. So, how how do I rate that, Kobe? Give it. Go for your gut. Zero. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can see where this is going. Okay. Uh, I, I need I need to stress though, should that be a three? Because I don't think it would be better on well, a big it screen. It should be, yeah. It would I probably mean... be worse on a big screen because there's more Well, of it. you can argue the toss however you want to. I'm going to go for a zero. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I'd think give it a five for a small screen. But only because the, I'd much, much rather watch it at home on TV than go out to the cinema and sit through it and watch it there. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean... I don't. <laughs> it's it's made for Netflix because you can just turn it off, whack it on, <laughs> sit there, you know, do something else at the same time while it's on, or you know, it doesn't need to be watched on a big screen. I'd agree. You can turn it on and do something else. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to give it a three because you know it works on the small screen. You you know you don't need. A massive TV for this, and you don't need expensive sound systems. You can, you could watch it with headphones in on your commute to commute. South London to North London, which would take about two and a half hours. Southern Rail. <laughs> <laughs> don't even get me started. Would you rather watch this film again, or have to commute every day for oh, the rest God. of your lives on Southern Rail? Well, as I don't have much of a choice in the latter, and I do in the former. I would, I would rather get on the cattle carts, rush hour Southern Rail, five days a week for the rest of my life. If you've ever travelled on Southern Rail, Rail, then you know how much Ben hates this film. And I really hate Southern Rail. I think I'm going to give this a three. Because, yeah, like I said, I remember it was out at the cinema at the time, and having watched it now, I don't think I missed out <laughs> from watching it in the cinema. I would have been quite disappointed had I spent my hard-earned pocket money. I mean, that, that, yeah, that was, yeah, that was the, the, the year that gave you The Rock, for example. 1996 had a lot of big films. When yeah. did Pulp Fits come out? It's 94. Was it? Yeah. English Patient? Mm, Never was seen that. Was that 96? Mm. Maybe that year. Yeah, but yeah, if you're going to watch this, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, imagine if you <laughs> spent... Alien 3, Independence Day, Low 96, I believe. Yeah. yeah. There were other films you could have gone to Other films see. I could have seen instead. Which at, yeah, I think, believe... Other I believe films I probably did see. Most people did, really. I don't, yeah. I don't think I, it really set the this box actually, office alight. This actually reminded me of, of, of my first job. My first paying job was in the local cinema. I used to 
put the posters up, change the times above the board. Um, oh, you were those people? Screen. I was that guy. Oh, awesome. um, In New Brighton, on the Wirral, near Liverpool. That was me, the Apollo 6, down in, in Wallasey. And <laughs> how, I, how many screens did I have? At six. Oh, God. Right. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, I used to go, to go and, like, uh, steal the posters and watch films from the projection booth. And, yeah, I, I worked there for two years, sort of, doing my, I was doing my A-levels before I went to uni. I got paid, like, £25 a week, but I only really did the job because I got to see as many films as I wanted for free. And I got to see every film that's released between 1996 and 1998 for free in the cinema, and I still didn't watch that film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, bombshell. Well, uh, let's go to the engagement score. John? Not zero, but one, given that I kind of wanted to turn off pretty pretty quickly. And if I'm honest, it was probably, yeah. Maybe, maybe this was a small screen thing didn't do any favours because you could go and look at doing other things. So I did sit down and watch it. I probably paused it a few times and came back to it, which probably you know, says it. So I think uh, I'll make it two. Yeah. Two, actually. I think when I, when I sat down, one's a bit harsh, but no more than two. Ben. I think we all know what this is going to be. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> you know that scene in Clockwork Orange where Alex is being conditioned <laughs> and he's got his eyes being like held open by clamps and um, and you know putting the eye drops in and he can't look away? That was what it was like watching this film. And if I wasn't doing... If I wasn't watching it for this podcast, I, I'd, have got, I'd have got to 30 minutes, possibly 40, and... And it would have gone off. And I've sat through Pretty Porte. <laughs> <laughs> that has got Here Comes the Hot Stepper in it, though. Yeah, true. Annika Mosey. Yeah. So what, what score are you giving it? Zero. I've tried. Helen? Uh, I'm going to give it a two. I pretty much caught up on all of my emails while I was watching this. So, uh, <laughs> on a Sunday, just kind of, you know, going through my... Uh, sort of my spammy email and caught up on all those offers that I'd missed and um, yeah, kind of arranged my, uh, saw some good time out of us. Yeah, I mean, it is it is long. It is really long. It is really By long. modern standard films and it's quite long for a film on Netflix as well. I mean, I think for Netflix about two hours. I mean, if you're sat at home and, you know, you've not looked at your phone or, you know, you've not been distracted by something else in your house for two hours then the film's doing pretty well mm -hmm. but yeah i mean you could sort of go in and out every 20 minutes and sort of come back and still go oh yeah i kind of can see where this is going and you won't really have missed anything it's you you would have like what's the bass player's name well, he doesn't have a name <laughs> that's really sad actually doesn't <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah it's it's not very engaging so yeah too and yeah, I don't think you need to be engaged at all. Again, I'm going to give it a two because I like the song <laughs> quite a bit. Well, not not quite a bit, but yeah, you can do like you say, you can do a lot of things. So whilst whilst it's on tax return, maybe yeah, yeah, that's yeah, kind. Of, in fact, yeah. that's the kind of thing when you when you need just something in the background and you don't want something too offence, too distracting, and you can put that thing you do on and go through VAT returns. I would agree, actually. I, I feel like if I had some really unbelievably boring and difficult work to do, if I put this on in the background, that would then become Force you to do the work. <laughs> and then I'd choose to do that work. So there could, there could be cause to use this film productively. So this has an overall score of 1.7, which is low. That's, yeah, that's pretty low. 
and that's mainly because of Ben. Yeah, I think... I make no apologies. Zeros across the board. Zero, there, I, yeah. I know I've been harsh recently, but I don't think I've done zeros across the board for anything. So, um, yeah. If, if anything, it's memorable for having zero... From one from, from one, one particular person. I mean, uh, it's it's not a great Tom Hanks film. I, there are better Tom Hanks for, films. For context, and you guys do know me, and anyone who watches who follows uh, Ben does my, actually like cinema. My <laughs> top I I love film. I I love any kind of film. I watch films from anywhere in any language. I love all forms, all lengths, everything, and I can see the good in in virtually every film. What I would say is. It's, it's an achievement to get any film made. And Tom mm. Hanks obviously worked hard. People, it, it's not easy to get a film made, especially on that scale. And it's interesting to see his sort of career progression from sort of a comedic kind of B-movie actor all the way up to kind of Oscar-winning stuff and to sort of see this little middle point in there. That there's a minor, there is an interest, if you say, if you're a Tom Hanks completist. But even for someone who has an unending and an unbreakable love for the, the genre of film, I found this a really difficult, grinding watch. And on that note, <laughs> happy, cheerful note. We are going to say goodbye. But if you would just both remind us where we can catch you in other realms, John. So uh, John Lunny, I'm on Twitter, shockingly at John Lunny, uh, and you can also find me on Mixcloud and on Feature Music FM. And you can find out which. Fantastic free films available for you to see on TV every single day at Top Film Tip on, on Twitter. On the Twitter. All right, guys. Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank, Thank you. Thanks for having Bye. Thank you to all involved. That's John from Future Music and Ben from Top Film Tip. Thanks, as always, for the awesome editing skills from GL Productions and for the tunes you are hearing now, The Mighty People. As always, we are on iTunes. Subscribe now. You can come find us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and the website is FlixWatcher.tv. Flixwatcher.tv